Dew from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Last Professionals and for Last Professionals. Thank you for tuning in. Today is our part three, I guess you could say, of our preview to LashCon 2020. And today I'm really excited to bring you Daryl Jenkins of Strategies. They are a coaching company out of they're from back east. And actually, Daryl was our coach for about, I think, four years when we had our salon Integrity Lash. And he is amazing. He's a gifted speaker. He's actually quite funny. Um, and he has a lot of great information. Today we're going to be talking about what numbers you need to track to run your beauty business. Now, of course, strategies helps all salons, like from hair to nails to lashes. They they serve the whole beauty community. But today he came and spoke in 2019 and was speak, speaking basically specifically to the lash community. So you guys are going to benefit from that. I know you're going to love it. It's going to be a great episode. Now, just two announcements. As you might know, LashCon 2020 is coming up November 15th and 16th. We do have a price increase coming up soon. It's right now it's only $200. $109, guys. This is your best price, and we only have the economy ticket. We're done with all the swag and the T-shirts and all that stuff. So right now, if you want to come, virtually speaking, this is the time to sign up and get on board before the price increase where it goes up. To, I think it's $249 next. By the way, a little confusion about our what we're calling our virtual TikTok party. It's not a TikTok, meaning like Lily TikTok. You don't have to make a TikTok video on TikTok. We're just saying to give you an idea of what we're looking for. Make a short video, 15 30 maybe 40 seconds long that's with our theme looking forward or not you don't even have to do the theme you can just make a funny video or a dance video or a cat video it doesn't matter something that's entertaining something that's precious to you and just submit it to us you can submit it to paul at lashcastpodcast.com or by the way this is only for people who are attendees if you're outside and you're just listening i'd like to do that sign up become an attendee learn more stuff you like what you're getting today in this episode and the other ones you're gonna love what we have in store for you this year at lashcon and then you can be part of the virtual tiktok party we have sheila bella and lily from um ally lily from lash anarchist are going to be on board they'll judge it it's going to be a lot of fun and we're going to some other surprises for you during that party. Plus, we're going to be giving away great stuff. We're going to be giving away trainings, product bundles, gift cards to major brands that you love, as well as tickets to LashCon. Okay, guys? So you want to come and be part of that. Sign up today and be part of our TikTok party. Do not feel any pressure, by the way, to do anything crazy. Just have some fun. By the way, right now we may only have three, four videos, so it's going a little slow. But I'm expecting we'll have 20, 40 videos. So odds are pretty good you're going to walk away with something. Even just kind of cute, all right? It doesn't have to be the most hilarious video. So go ahead, make that video, submit it to my email, or if you've got the email from us that we sent out to our base, you can go there, and there's a link to a Dropbox folder where you can send it there. All right, one more thing, guys. We need guest announcers. If you love the show and you've been following us for, we've been doing this for two and a half years, we're coming up in our 100th episode Please, we want to get you on the show. We want you to be a guest announcer. In the show notes, you will see the script. Just read that script recorded on audio or video. It doesn't matter. Submit to paul at lashcastpodcast.com, and you will be on the show, and we will give you a shout-out. And that's all we have for announcements, so let's get into this episode where Daryl shares with you what numbers you need to track to make your beauty business run effectively. All right, 
right, so I have the pleasure of announcing our next guest. This is Daryl Jenkins. He is with Strategies. He's been with them for 18 years. He's a former salon owner, and I've been to a few strategy events and conferences and heard him speak a few times. He's really entertaining, and he really knows his stuff. So let's give him a round of applause and welcome him. Oh, thank you so much. That's so kind. Thank you. So good morning. Man, I am so excited to be here. This is awesome. This LashCon is awesome. And all of you sitting here with bright smiling faces out in the business world doing business stuff, right? All right. How many of you currently have a business? How many of you are looking to create one? Okay, good, good. Business is great. I was telling somebody, you know, they say entrepreneurism is being able to go from sheer terror to sheer exhilaration every 24 hours. You know, so it's really exciting, but it's definitely, definitely worthwhile. And, uh, you know, as Shelby said, my name is Daryl Jenkins. I'm from Chester, Virginia. In case if you notice, I don't sound like I'm from here. It's because I'm not. I'm from over there. Had a salon. Uh, let me just say, first and foremost, I am not a technician. The only license I have is a license to drive. I owned a hair salon for many years, and I did in Virginia. You could uh, apprentice within your own salon. You could set up to be certified as an apprenticeship salon, and I was enrolled in that. Uh, so I was planning to become a cosmetologist, and then I, two weeks later, got unceremoniously fired from that. So, sad. I don't like to talk about it. I suspect a conspiracy. Somebody saw my plans for my station, you know, with the eight-inch rise, the disco ball, and its own music system and wet bar. Jealousy. It's professional jealousy. That's all it is. But what I ended up doing was working at the front desk. That's where I came to love our company, was working at the front desk, because I got to work with some amazing technicians who taught me a lot and also got to meet some very interesting clients. Do any of you ever have interesting clients? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? They say 2% of the world's population is certifiably crazy. And every once in a while, they show up in our business, right? You go, there's one. Right. So today, you know, I'm here to talk to you about my favorite subject because I'm a nerd. Numbers. How many of you like numbers? Be honest, raise your hand. Okay. Those of you who don't, get over it. Numbers are cool. Number, it's the right numbers. I was speaking to an artist one time, and she said, I don't do numbers. And I said, well, ma'am, you should be doing numbers because numbers are doing you. So you might as well get in the game. And so what we're here to talk about today is are you driving blind? You know, there's a lot of numbers out there, but which ones do you need to know to grow? And that's what I want to give you today. The ones that you need to know to grow. Remember those, don't worry about the rest. And it's going to surprise many of you, if not all of you, the numbers that we're going to talk about today. But these are the ones that are going to get you where you want to go. In my own business, everything I'm telling you today, we utilized in our own business, and it does work. We, we had great success with it, so much so that you know, one day somebody came in, they liked our business so much, they made us that offer we couldn't refuse. 
So if that's your goal is to build something to have to sell someday, certainly this will help you. If your goal is to open multiple locations, franchise, uh, have passive income, the good news is the pathway is still the same. It's just, you know, once, once you get close to the end, you can pick which way you want to go. So let's get started. Have you ever got, gone on a trip and gotten lost? Yeah. In my misspent youth, I was a long-distance tractor-trailer driver. And I'll never forget, I was somewhere in Georgia, and I was lost. Had no idea where I was going, because this was back in the day. See, back in the day, we didn't have GPS. We had things called maps, and they were on paper. And it was actually a skill to know how to fold them. Some of you have seen these in museums, right? So that's what I was dealing with. And I remember, I just, I'm like, I'm lost. So I pull the truck over. There's this, you know, country store, fellow on the porch. I mean, typical. I walk up to him and I said, excuse me, sir, can you help me? I'm lost. And he just looked at me and said, well, son, do you know how to get home? I said, well, yeah, I know how to get home. Just, you know, go that way. He goes, well, then you're not lost. You're just misplaced. And I've never forgotten that. Except one time I wound up in downtown Washington, D.C. Trust me, I was lost. I didn't even know how to get home. I even told the lady. I go, look, I'm lost. Home, have no clue. But yeah, I mean, we've all gone on a trip and gotten lost. But thankfully, we, we lived through it. But is the same thing happening right now in your company? You know, is the same thing happening in your company? Are you lost? Are you just doing the work of lashes? Because we can get lost in that because that's what we love to do. That's what's fun. But we need a business around it to support it so that we can keep doing that which we love. That's why we create the business is so that we can continue to do lashes. So many times people are lost in their business. Sometimes it's as simple as all the money comes in, all the money goes out, and only the names have changed to protect the innocent. So we got to think about not getting lost. Because without knowing proper performance and growth targets, you may be lost and not even realize it. You're getting a lot of great information at this event. You know, I'm listening to the speakers as well as, you know, trying to listen in where I can, and there's a lot of cool stuff, and there are certainly a lot of numbers being floated around, and it can get overwhelming. I myself overwhelm easy. I mean, you give me more than three choices, I'm sunk. A, B, or C, I can pick. When you throw in D, I get in the fetal position and just, oh, please, somebody pick. So with numbers, it can be that way. It's like, oh my God, there's so many numbers. Which one's do I need to track which, one's, which one is going to move the needle of my company? Well, let's talk about the ones that will. So let's look at this chart for a moment. And if we look over here at year one, we have the number of retained clients, 1,500. This is our base clients. And our average ticket, which is service plus retail, our average ticket is $50. We have six visits per year. So on average, a person comes to our company six times a year. And we're currently getting 75 new clients per month. Our retention rate, and we're going to dig deeper into this stuff. Our retention rate currently is at 35%. And our attrition rate, 
which means the percentage of our base or retained clients that are trickling off is 15%. So in year one, with this calculation, you could see that we do $477,000 that first year. I can see the amazement in your eyes. If we did nothing, just kept on keeping on, just kept on keeping on, another day, another dollar, after five years, we would grow from $477,000 to $550,000. That's an increase of $73,133 with a percentage increase over four years of 15 and a third percent. How many wants that? Woo! Can I get you? Who, who wants that? Woo! <laughs> woo! Yeah. My woo was a little more than yours, though. You, well, I mean, it's okay. I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. You know, it's just... We want 20%. Oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> Crap, I thought I'd be done by 10 o'clock. I got to keep going. No, no, I'm just kidding. Whoops, did I, did I mess up? No, okay. So let's set our company's GPS on the performance and growth targets critical to reaching our company's destination. Because we don't have paper maps anymore. We don't have those Rand McNally atlases. If you don't know what that is, Google it. But not now. I'm busy. We got GPS. We got high-tech stuff here so that we can set our companies to get that performance and growth targets to get the destination that we want. I mean, after all, who wants more? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you want more. More what? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Personal or business? Doesn't matter. It's all the same. Who wants more? Raise your hand. So you got to do something different today than you did yesterday to get to that more, right? Yeah. Because if we don't, doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result, some people consider that the definition of, which puts us in that 2% we talked about earlier, which will make you a very interesting customer. Right? So we got to do something different. Let's look at some things we can do different. The first key growth target we must know is average ticket. Now, average ticket is the measurement of service and retail combined. So, how much did a person spend on services plus retail, you know, total ticket, and then you average it out? You know, what is our average ticket? Now, average ticket is influenced by the key areas, by some key areas. Retail, percentage of total sales attributed to retail sales. So what that means is there's a ratio. What percentage of your total sales is made up of retail? And that's a key number in this that you'll want to know. So just pretend like you have a pie. You know, you got a whole pie. That's your total sales. And you just want to know what slice makes of that pie makes up your retail sales. Does that make sense? And retail is important. Would you agree? Yeah. Now, I do understand that some lash companies uh, may not offer that much in retail, might not have that much in retail offerings, and that's okay. Not all companies do. But for companies that are lash, possibly hair, spa, you know, other services, there's certainly opportunity to recommend retail. And there's also retail associated with lash care, home care as well. So in either case, you need retail. There's two reasons. Number one, it's one of the ways we earn 
income in our business, right? Selling retail, recommending retail is how we generate income. But also, it's a moral obligation we owe our customers. Would you agree? I mean, you're artists. You do fabulous work. What if you did some beautiful eyelashes? You just went, let me tell you something. I just gave you some beautiful eyelashes right there. That's it. Goodbye. You're going to get done on a movie with those eyelashes. You know what I mean? Thanks. Yeah. Have a good time. And then she goes out and she doesn't do the things that are necessary to make them last or to make them remain vibrant or to continue to lift. She doesn't do those things. The service doesn't last as long and now she's upset. Hey, man, you didn't do so good. Now I understand why they fired you from your apprenticeship. You know? But instead, if I said, look, what's your name? Crystal. Crystal? Crystal, I just gave you a beautiful set of eyelashes. But I want you to understand that those are my eyelashes. I'm just letting you wear them. All right? Yeah, oh, please do. I stole it from somebody else. So I'm going to need you to use these products. I need you to do these things to make sure that they stay and maintain the way you want them for as long as you want them until you come back for your next visit. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. It's an obligation we owe. They feel cared for. So we want to make sure that we're recommending retail. It is important. And I talked about that pie where you have a percentage. You want that percentage to be at least 10%. Personally, I believe everybody can get into double digits. You know, certainly there are some areas of our industry that enjoy stronger retail. Skin care, for example, tends to be 30 35%. Okay, but, you know, if we can at least get to 10%, we're doing good. And then, of course, anything above that, you know, you're setting your own benchmark. So you want to make sure that you're targeting 10% or more. And, again, another way it's, uh, it's influenced is through upselling or cross-promoting. That could be just simply, again, if you have other services that you offer other than lashes, for example, if you have a hair salon that offers lash services, you could talk about it. Don't keep it a secret. You know, say, hey, you got beautiful hair. What you need is some beautiful lashes to go with it. Let me introduce you to Claudia. That can help. And then, of course, just just upselling, cross-promoting things like that. Make sense? So if we did that, if we just increased our average ticket by $5, do you think we can do that? You think we can? How? Upsell. Retail. If you struggle with retail in your companies, this one thing alone, because quite honestly, I haven't come across anything that's less than $5 when it comes to retail. It's at least $5. So if you were to recommend one thing and one thing only in your company, you're going to meet or beat that threshold of $5. So if we increased our average ticket by $5, went from $50 to $55, now we take our $477,000 a year company, and in four years it goes to $605,000. That's a total increase after four years of $128,146, or 26.87%. Woo! Good, right? 
I got you 20%. Keep going. All right, what? <laughs> but you said 20%. I'll give you 6% over. <laughs> you heard her say 20%, right? Uh, well, all right. See which team you're on. All right, all right, all right. Well, let's have some more fun. The next thing, the next key growth target we must know is visits per year. This is the measurement of how many times per year a client visits for a service. Now, here it says the target range is 12. You know, certainly there's nothing wrong with aiming for them coming once a month. And a lot of our services that we offer do require that at least once a month. Because that's what's important to your growth. You want them to come back. They need to come back. You know, there are very few services in our industry that we do so well, so perfectly, that it never needs to be done again. Right? I mean, like with hair, it grows, except mine. So we've got to cut it. We've got to color it. You know, lashes, same way, right? They, they fall out over time or they, you know, we've got to make sure that they're coming back to maintain that look. Now, the thing about visits per year is we're the professionals. We know. So it's up to us to make that recommendation when they need to come back. Because if we leave it up to them, first of all, they might not come back. They just might not. Some of them might be silly enough to think that they don't have to come back, but then others, they get out into life and they forget, you know, that they need to do this again. Others will push it out because, you know, of all kinds of reasons. Certainly some people want to get the most out of their service, but at the same time, it's up to us as professionals to let them know when they need to come back, right? So we got to make sure that we're working on our visits per year. And visits per year are influenced by pre-book. Pre-book. The percentage of clients who schedule their next appointment before leaving. How many of you are pre-booking your customers? Good. Keep doing it. They need to come back. And if any of you have ever heard that, well, let me check my schedule, you just stand there and say, well, I'll wait. Because <laughs> you know where, you know where Daryl's schedule is? Right here. Right? See, in the old days when we had paper, because I remember this, I had to work in the front desk, I had to put up with that. Well, let me check my schedule. Because it was some paper plan or somewhere off. But then as we got later on, I go, okay, I'll wait. <laughs> what? Come on. I know you, you know. Just look at your phone. Or better yet, I'll tell you when to come back and you just show up. Just pretend like we're at the dentist, right? Your dentist like mine, yeah. <laughs> this is when you're coming back. I'm supposed to be at LashCon. I'll ask Paul to reschedule it. <laughs> yeah. Pre-book, very important. Percentage of clients who schedule their next appointment before leaving. Because, yes, we do fabulous work. However, it will need to be done again. And you need to control when it needs to come back. You know, you don't want to wait for, like, one eye to be completely bald. You know, like, I don't want you walking around like that. And trust me, you don't want to walk around like that's not the way to get dinner in a movie. You know, 
You look like that 2%. So you want to keep them in on a regular maintenance schedule so that they can come in and maintain that look. Maintain that look. So the target range should be 60% or more. 60% or more. Do any of you know your pre-book percentage by chance? Yes, ma'am. 68%. Very good. There's a side benefit to pre-booking. You've already figured this out, but when you're pre-booking, you've got, future, you've got work to do in the future, right? So how cool would it be the more you pre-book, the higher you get the pre-book, well, if you pre-booked for the, what would it look like if in October you did 100% pre-book or close to it? When you got into November, well, that percentage of your goal that you have set for that month should already be there. It's just a matter of picking it up, right? You don't have to worry about it. It's there. So there's a lot of advantages because it's keeping your company moving forward. So, like I said, the target range, 60 percent or more. You know, some companies even go as far as they'll book the next two in advance. You know, they'll just say, we want to make sure you get in. So we're going to book your next one. And then we're going to book the two after that. Cause we don't, but I'm not sure. Don't worry about it. We'll deal with it then. Just trust me. You, you would do this for your dentist. And then there's cross promotion. Again, that's going to be a theme. You know, certainly if your company does more, uh, offer other services other than lashes, then you, are, you should have everyone in your company talking about all the services your company offers. You know, if you've got a spa area, they should be talking about other areas, hair, lashes, nails, lashes should be, you know, everybody should be talking about the other services that this company offers. Now, of course, if you're a lash-only company, well, certainly we're going to talk about lashes. Cross-promotion might not be, you know, that feasible because you don't really have anything else you can offer unless it's lash tinting or something like that. But you could still, pre-book's going to get you where you want to go very, very quickly. All right, so what if we reset everything? We're going to go back to $50 for an average ticket. And we're going to increase our visit just by one. Do you think that you can get people to come into your business one more time a year on average? We're recording this. They need to hear you say yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're nodding their head. Um, they're going to hate me when they play this back. Uh, yeah, we could, we could get them to come in one more year. And like I said, we're shooting for 12 visits a year. That's certainly the goal. But, gosh, if we go to from six to seven, we can do that. So we could take our $477,000 a year company and after four years grow it to $642,000. Ooh la la. That's a total increase of $165,000 or a percentage increase of 34.5%. Woo! So we're done? You gonna push me? Stretch goal. Stretch goal. She said, push me. I'm gonna fall over. All right, all right, all right. So let's see what else we can do. The third key growth target is new clients per month. 
In order to grow, we must continue to attract new clients. You know, we have to attract new clients. And I'm going to tie this up in a nice little package here in a minute. But just know that we're always seeking new clients, new people to come in and try our services. Now, new clients per month, they could be influenced by a referral program. Do any of you have referral programs in your companies? What type of referral do you have? 10% off? Pardon? A gift card? Yeah, you could certainly do a referral program. The other is the client experience. Now, how is that a referral program, the client experience? Word of mouth. Word of mouth, exactly. That's the number one referral source. Now, nowadays, word of mouth is more digitized. It's more social, but that's still word of mouth. You know, people getting on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, the things, they're still telling people about their experiences in your company just as if they were sitting, you know, at the kitchen table having coffee or tea and talking to their neighbor. So it's still referral. So you want to create a client experience like none other. And client experience, this is what's interesting with, with folks. I find this interesting. The experience isn't just the act of touching them. The experience isn't just the, you know, putting on the lashes. That's part of the experience. It's everything else around it. How easy was it to book the appointment? How were they received when they came into the business? How quickly did they get into their service? And then, of course, the service. A well-executed service. And then how easy was it to pay for the service? How easy was it for, the, for this person to book their next appointment and then go about their way? All of that is the experience. And it's interesting when I talk to owners and, and folks, you always want it to be the hard answer. It's always got to be difficult. It's always got to be complicated. I work off the KISS principle. You know, keep it super simple. I have learned that if I keep it simple, it tends to get done. You know, when I worked with my team, if I could keep it so that they could do it simply, they would do it. And because I was keeping my business simple, my clients, guess what they would do? they do business with us. Why? Because it's simple. It's just too easy. So having that client experience goes a long way to help get new clients because they're going to tell their friends and family about what a wonderful experience they had. And I said, we complicate it. Here's something simple. Simple. You want to have a great client experience, have your services start and end on time. Just that one fact is going to help because no one else in your area is doing that. Three o'clock appointment was a suggestion. I'll get there when I get there. Right? So starting, in a, and we say this every decade, but it's true. I mean, people's time's valuable. They don't have time to wait. They want it free. They want it perfect. And they want it now. Yeah, that's how it works. 
So we got to create that client experience so wonderful that they want to go out and tell their friends and family. The cool part about that is you could still do a client referral program where you, you know, you offer a percentage off or things like that. And that's a wonderful thing to do to show your appreciation to your current clients. But you certainly will find yourself spending less on advertising. You won't have to because people are coming in because of your reputation, your company's reputation, what, what they're hearing and saying about you. So with that being said, if we took everything back and then we just increased our new clients per month by 25 per month on average, could we do that? Could we do that? You don't sound very optimistic. You don't think you can do it? No. No? Why? Solo artists wouldn't have the space and time to accommodate that many. At least that that many. Oh, you gotta think in the future. You can't think now. We've got we've got fifty artists. Can we get twenty five more clients in a month? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that sounds better. Yeah, yeah, why well, we got fifty. Yeah. I thought it was just me. No, we're not gonna kill you. We like you. So in this company we can get twenty five more new clients in a month. So we go from 75 to 100. So we take our $477,000 a year company and after four years grow it to 650500 Pretty impressive. That's a total increase after four years of $173,500. Not too shabby. You wouldn't turn it down, would you? That's a percentage growth of 36.38% after four years. Who's with me? Woo! Is this thing on? Yeah. Y'all were more excited about the other stuff. Y'all gotten spoiled, haven't you? Okay. Well, let's look at another growth target. The fourth growth target is client retention. And client retention is the lifeblood of companies. Retention is critical to growth. Every number I've given you today, yes, is important. But I will tell you that client retention is the most important number in any business. Period. Because if you're retaining clients, guess what? All the other numbers take care of themselves. So you got to focus on client retention. And let me be specific. We're talking retention, not request. There is a difference. Request means that they only come to Crystal. Crystal only. Nobody but Crystal. I request Crystal. Crystal? I don't want to see anybody else. That's request. And while that's nice... We really are interested in retention. Did they come back to the company? Now, some of you are currently solo artists. You're working, you know, in your business by yourself. Some of you have team members in your company. Some of you aspire to have team members. And in those cases, that's when retention becomes important. Because we want to make sure that they're coming back to the company. They're retained because what happens if Crystal's not available? You know, well, we've got to make sure that there are people in place to 
do the work at the level of quality we're known for. So we have to make sure that we're retaining customers to the business. That's how we're going to grow our company. We don't have to do all the work ourselves. That's why you hired other people, to do the work that your company cannot do. Does that make sense? So we're interested in retention. Request is nice. It makes us feel good. It makes us feel special. But trust me, you know, after a while, you're tired of feeling special. When you're working your fingers to the bone and now your name tag says bony fingers, right? <laughs> now you're feeling like, I'm starting to catch on to this retention thing. Let's find someone else. Let's get them skill certified, able to do the work at the, qu the level of quality we're known for here so that they can do some of it. They can do some of it. So it's the lifeblood. Now, now, retention split up into two. There's new client retention and repeat client retention. New client retention is the ratio of how many first-time clients return for a second visit within 90 days. Unfortunately, it's a lagging number. We have to wait on it, which drives me nuts because I'm impatient. I want to know now. You coming back? <laughs> I don't want to wait 90 days to find out. You need, a, you, know, you need a computer software system to calculate it. It's difficult, if not impossible, to do it manually. But right now, let's see, we're in October, so who are we looking at? Uh, is it June, July, August, September? Yeah, so probably about the earliest we can look at is June numbers. Of the people who came in the month of June, how many people returned at least one time before October the 1st that were new? Yes, we're talking about new clients. And your target range, you want to see between 50% and 65%. Don't ask me why we can't. Usually it tops out at about 68%. I don't know why. I think part of it has to do with maybe some type of self-selection. It's like, yeah, this, this was a fine place. It just wasn't my bag. You know, it wasn't anything you did wrong. It just wasn't my thing. But usually it tops out at about 68%. Unfortunately... The industry average is 32%. Do any of you know your new client retention rate? What is it? 68%. Yes, but you still need to know this because you're part of the industry. You're still part of that 32%. This includes everyone in the industry, you know, hair, skin, nails, lashes. Here's the point. Don't take it for granted. Yes, you do enjoy a high new client retention. However, don't take it for granted. Avoid taking it for granted because you have to, because it's customer service. Quite frankly, they can get their lashes done anywhere. Why do they come to you? For the experience. Not only the technical experience, but the customer experience. To me, it's easy. It breaks down into technical service and customer service. You got to get both of them right. Because let me tell you, I can go to a, a place and have the most amazing service, but if I don't like the way I'm treated, I'm not going back. I had this discussion last week. We were talking about automobile uh, places, repair shops. You know, the guy's a genius on, a, on an automobile, but the way he runs his business, the customer, I'm like, I'm not going in there because it means something to me to have that customer experience go along with it. So the industry average is 32%. You want to get as high, you know, like I said, the target range is 50 to 65%. If you've got higher than that or you can get higher than that, 
Wonderful. Stay focused. The concern, though, is you don't know what it is, so you need to find out what your retention number is because, remember, this is the lifeblood of your company. So you need to know your new client retention rate. And I always, I'm an optimist by nature, but I always tell people who don't know, you know, maybe, maybe they're using paper books or they're not automated. I always tell them, assume it, it's rotten. Just assume it's horrific. Assume it's like, oh, my God. Because that way you'll work to make sure it isn't. Because if you take the other approach, you go, oh, I'm sure it's fine. And then one day you get automated and you run the report and you find out you're at 28%. Wow. Right? Is this making sense? So we need people to come back. We need people to come back. Now, the second half of retention is existing client retention. These are your core people. These are the ones, you know, your, your base clients. These are multiple visit clients who return within 90 days. It's the same equation, only we're looking at repeat Clients. We're looking at existing clients. So of all of our repeat customers that came in in June, how many returned at least one time before October 1st? And so, again, you want to know that number. The target range is about 80%. Now, truthfully, most companies do not have trouble with this number. You know, I would, I would say about 90% of the companies that I come across or I work with this really isn't an issue, but you still got to know it. You still, because I have run across some that thought they were doing well, and they weren't. So the target range is 80% or plus. Now, usually it's around 85%. Why in the world can't we retain all 100 of them? What's that? Attrition? Yeah, what happens? They move, yeah, life, they want to try something else, they move, they go to sunny and warm Minnesota to retire. <laughs> then there's that one thing that I despise, they die. <laughs> they, well, they do. And work in the front desk, nothing's more irritating than have a person die and, and, and no-show for their appointment. And then and it's like, well, our policy is we have to charge you for... <laughs> so we charge the card. And if they've got a standing appointment, it's like being buried in a rented tux. And how about if they booked like three appointments in advance? That's right. That's what I'm saying. Cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. And, and that's not nice. I'm supposed to say they, they move on to a higher plane of existence. That's what I'm supposed to say. Yeah, they went to Vegas. Yeah, so here's, here's the points I want you to connect right now. Think about this, just on already what we've discussed. So if we know that 15% of our current client base, for whatever reason, on average is moving out, doesn't it make attracting and retaining new clients that much more important? Yeah, because we have to attract and retain those new clients so that we can replace the ones that have moved on. That's if we just want to stay even. 
But all of us plan to grow, right? That's what we're talking about, growth. So we actually have to attract and retain more new clients than of the retain that we're losing so that we can grow. Does that make sense? So that's how those, I mean, all of these numbers connect, but that's how those three numbers connect immediately. Because I've literally seen companies where they got comfortable. They had their group of clients, and literally you could watch over the years the company shrinking because as those existing clients were moving on, they weren't bringing in new people, and so the company got smaller. And that's not what we're here to talk about. So client retention is influenced by the key areas of the client experience and pre-book. See, that's another thing I love about this stuff. It's simple. You seen it, right? Because we've already talked about pre-book. You mean if I pre-book, I can increase their number of visits and increase my retention? Yep. If I give them a great client experience, all of my numbers will be affected? Yep. Simple. Just the way I like it. Just the way I like it. You're already feeling better about this, aren't you? Yeah, you could tell. So, again, can't say it enough. We want to make sure that that client experience is there so that they want to come back. They want to come back and they want to tell their friends and family about what a wonderful experience they had. Pre-booking is certainly going to help that. You know, you pre-book them, the chances of them coming back go up immensely. And that's not a joke because we do know that there are some people who will come to our business, have an experience that was not pleasant, they will pay for their service, they will even tip for the service, they will go as far as pre-book and the entire time knowing they'll never come back. So that's why I say pre-book is just an indicator. But if we've got a great client experience going, if our new and repeat client retention has proven to us that we, we can retain customers, then we can be confident in that pre-book. See, the number's getting fun. See? She's bursting. So what if we increased our retention to 60%? Instead of 35%, we put some things in place and got it to 60%. Do you think this company could do that? Absolutely. So then we could take a $477,000 a year company, after four years, grow it to $765,000. That's an increase of $288,000 over four years. That's a 60.5% increase. Come on now. Look at that, three times your 20%. You know what? I want to exceed your expectations even further. Surprise and delight you. Okay. Boy, now she's really made it tough. That's all right. It's all good. It's all good. Now let's talk about something you brought up. Let's talk about the fifth the fifth key growth target we must know is productivity. Now, this isn't on that chart, but it does play an important role, especially to, um, forgive me, your name again? Crystal. Crystal. Yeah. Oh. I was, that's what blew my mind. Okay, then good, I got it right. So this is to your point about, but I'm a single operator. That's, that's, that's a fair statement. The fifth key growth target we must know is productivity. Productivity is the total hours sold 
divided by total hours available for sale. So in other words, the productivity calculation is talking about hours that are available for sale. That's what you sell. You sell time, and those are the ones that are available for sale. Well, what if I take a lunch? Do you do lashes while you're eating a sandwich? No, then it's not available for sale. <laughs> what about when I take a, a week's vacation on this lash cruise? Is that productive time? Only if you're doing lashes on the boat. <laughs> or you plan on coming, you know, so it's only the hours that are available for sale. You laugh, these are real questions I get. What I love about this industry, I don't have to make anything up. If I hang around long enough, it comes to me. You know, it just, it happens, so. Yeah, here's the example. If we sold 85 hours, but we had 100 available for sale, when we do the math, then our productivity rate would be 85%. Yes, ma'am. So total hour for sale is how many hours you decide to work a week? It's how many you're making available for sale, available for appointments to do work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's my total sale. That's your hours available for sale. Yep. I can't do the math that quick, but if you sold like 20 of those hours out of 32, then we could do the math and see your productivity rate is somewhere around 66%. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's important to know. Now, the target range is between 80 and 85%. The optimum range for productivity is 80 to 85%. How many of you are surprised by that? How many of you think it should be 100? Don't be shy. Come on. Raise your hand. Be proud. Come on. We're friends here. You think it should be 100? Well, let's dive into it. I want to give you some things to think about. A lot of people think that we should be 100% productive. I want to keep the math simple. Remember, I work off the KISS principle. So let's pretend that you have 10 hours available today, 10 hours available for sale, and you sold eight and a half of those. That would give you 85% productivity. Could you live with that? Would that be good? Right, right, okay. But some of you are still going, "Uh uh-uh. I mean, it's okay. That's what breaks it. No, 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 I'm going to sell all 10. If I will be here for 10, I'm going to sell 10. Okay, but let's think about that for a moment. Let's think about what that does to our business and to ourselves. Start off with some statistics. And i got to be careful how I say this. I scared a woman last week. <laughs> Do you know what the average career span is? How many years the average career span is for a technician? Lash, hair, in the whole industry? Seven. Seven years. Now, I have to be careful because last week I accidentally said the average lifespan. <laughs> woman freaked out. She's like, oh, my God, I've been doing this for six years. I'm like, well, you better, better start getting your affairs in order because you're short-timing now. So, no, I meant career span is seven years. One of, there's several reasons, but one of the reasons is burnout. Is you're burned out. You're just going and you're doing and you're doing and you're doing and you're doing at 100% productivity. How fun is that to do the thing that you love the most that makes you get up in the morning, that you enjoy doing your art, and you're just cranking, cranking, cranking at 100%. 
What's that going to do to your body? Burnout. It's going to break it down too because I've learned, I've been working with lash companies for close to 10 years now and I've learned a lot about the physical work, the physical demands on the body. I mean, all disciplines have their pieces, but y'all got to be careful. You can really get seriously hurt. And that can cause personal injury to you. Not to mention it takes the joy out of it, right? You got into it because you love it, but now you're doing it because you got to crank it out. And so it's not fun anymore. So it's not good for you, the individual technician. It's really not good for your customer. Do you know why? You're not giving them a good experience. Now, I know all of you are artists. I respect that. Remember, I don't have a license except to drive. So I have a healthy respect for our folks, for all of you. But let's be honest, it's possible that when you're cranking work out at that level, quality's going to slip. I, it's just going to happen. The quality, it's not going to be, it's going to be, get them in. All right, come here, close your eyes. Here we go, here we go. All right, there you go. Have a nice day. Come on back in there, close your eyes. There you go, there you go. All right, have a nice day. Come on in there. I told you to close your eyes. You didn't close your eyes. You close your eyes now. Well, you okay. Have a nice day. And then people walk around. <laughs> I mean, come on. And they're going to go, what just happened? So the quality, they're not going to have a good experience. They're not going to tell their friends. And we've talked about you, the individual technician. We've talked about the customer. What's going to hurt the overall business because they're not going to come back. They're not going to tell their friends. And so 80 to 85% is the optimum range. You can be wildly successful in that range, both as an individual technician and a company at large. It's not going to hurt you to do it every once in a while. Like if you were 100% productive on a Saturday, it's not the end of the world. I'm talking about consistently day in and day out. Day in and day out, that level of productivity will take a toll on your body, will take a toll on your client's experience and retention, and will take a toll on your business. Well, I like where you're going, but let's, let's, let's keep exploring that. Let's do something else. Let's do something else. Even solo, I'm going to recommend keep it at 80 to 85% because whether you're an individual in a solo operation or an individual in a company and part of a team, these numbers still are the same for you. The age? No. It's just, you know, some will die quicker than others. Ah, come on. That's not true. He's still young and beautiful. Right. Right, but we're talking, remember, we're talking about the experience. Hear me out, because I got a couple more things I want to show. So, productivity is the most critical growth when it comes to financial health and hiring decisions. This goes back to what Crystal said earlier. But I'm a one person shop. Yeah, well, see, when you're at 85% or better productivity, that means you have more work than you can do. So, you need to hire someone to help you do this work. So you hire someone, you train them, you get them so that they can create at that, you know, do it at that level. And then when they, when you sell 85% of their time, you hire somebody else. Because remember, that's what you sell is time. This is where it gets nice. This is where it gets beautiful. And now you're building a company 
that's known for excellent work, a wonderful client experience, and people will come to, and everyone is earning more, doing, doing better than they could by themselves. So that's where productivity comes into to play. So as we wrap up, growth and performance targets. These are the things you need. Average service ticket, average number of visits per year, number of clients per month, client retention both first-time and existing, pre-book retail to total sales, and productivity rate. These are the ones. And if you combine all of these things, you will see that you could take your $477,000 a year company and at the end of four years bring it to $1.2 million. That's an increase of $726,000 or a 152% increase. Now, come on. You got to give it to me. Come on. Woo! Is that good or what? Just by monitoring these things, this is how you grow a company. Now, I'm going to throw in one side note. Notice that everything remained the same afterwards, right? How much higher could it be if we eventually got to 12 visits per year, 150 new clients per month, a retention rate of 68%? So 1.2 is just the starting line, if you think about it. So with that, I want to say now that you have the key coordinates to enter on your business journey, you'll never get lost again. Make sense? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, these are based on gross sales. That's not complicated. It's real. It's simple. It certainly is. Yes, sir. So if you're a business, how can you gauge its worth? Well, in order to gauge its worth, you'll have to go through a process where you will have it evaluated. You could do that with your accountant, or you could do it with a company that will evaluate your business based on multiples of profit or multiples of revenue to come up with a value of that company, and then you can have your your price. Base your price off of that. So one more thing. Everybody take out your phone, and if you're interested, take down this number. Text this number, 860-415-4489. If you text the word COACH to that number, you have the opportunity to set up an appointment with one of our certified coaches at Strategies. And at your convenience, you pick the day, you pick the time, and we can you know, help you more with how we can help grow your business and go deeper in answering your questions. Sound good? I sure can. 4489. It's also at our at our table just in front of the general session. Also, there's a scan me. If you do a scan me, you can win a seat to one of our uh, classes that we're having in January. So stop by and check that out. And uh, there you go. Sound good? All right. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the conference.
Thanks for hanging out with us today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Last Conference. And then remember to subscribe, share, and review. And by the way, go buy your tickets today, guys. Don't delay. Ticket prices do go up one more time. You don't want to pay that extra 40 bucks. So do it today. I promise you it will be more than worth it. Everything from the prizes you can win. We're going to give away trainings. We're going to give away product. We're going to give gift cards. We're going to give away Lashcon tickets. Plus, you're going to get the best business knowledge in the industry by far. Nothing will compare to what you're going to get in this. It's not going to be just a series of videos that you have to watch. Every con- every video you're going to be watching is going to be people who are the best at what they do, and they're going to be sharing and how to help you grow your business. So sign up today. On behalf of my last nerd, Tusney, as well as our special guest, Daryl Jenkins, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. Remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.